inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, thanks for joining today. We'll have a special guest who will tell us a lot about pitching. Walid El Cheikh is a coach, speaker, and mentor about pitching and entrepreneurship. He has coached thousands of people since 2016. His coaching style is learn by doing, build confidence, and exercises. Walid is the author of the book Pitching for Life, a Lebanese and Ukrainian living in Helsinki, Finland. Hello, Walid. Hey, Oscar. I'm so happy and honored to be part of your podcast. It's great talking with you, Walid. So I would like to know how you became a pitching coach. <laughs> All right. Um, you want the honest answer? Um, <laughs> I actually became by mistake. Oh. This, uh, this is all a big mistake. My dream is to have my own restaurants. Mm -hmm. uh, pitching, coaching is just a pit stop. I'll explain. Um, I was working in executive education, you know, like MBAs and all that. So mm -hmm. I was designing entrepreneurship programs. And one time we had a professor who canceled. I had very short time to prepare for it. So I decided, hey, what do I know? I know how to pitch. I've been doing it when I had my startup. I succeeded in it. Let's give these executives, you know, something they have not mm -hmm. done before. And I've done a workshop. The feedback was great, and <laughs> actually, this is this is was like the the intervention like just happened, you know, and um, people liked it. I kept doing it. I kept coaching, and uh, it just happened by mistake. And I I I felt happy when I did it. I felt happy when I saw results. So this is the honest answer. It happened by mistake, and. <laughs> now I'm doing it professionally for, well, actually, the only thing I'm doing it since October 2018. So it's exciting. Before that, I was doing my own work and then coaching on the side and, you know, just managing. Well, excellent. Congratulations for that. And Thank you. I can, I can notice in the way you're speaking also when I, by reading your book that you really have passion into this. So the first thing I would like to ask you now is, what is a pitch? All right. Uh, that's a very good question. A pitch, uh, it's a presentation in which you ask something. So if you're not asking, it's not a pitch. It's just a presentation. Mm -hmm. So the main thing about a pitch is to convince someone to do something for you. And usually it started with startups. Startups uh, needed to raise funding. They pitched to investors or presented to investors their company. And, you know... They presented the profitability of the company and then they asked for 1 million euros in return of, let's say, 10% of the funding and mm -hmm. and so on. And uh, pitch, pitching is nothing new. It's just communication. It's it's a communication that is strategic, that is concise, informative, and memorable. So people who are pitching nowadays, they are doing it, for example, in sales. They're doing it, for example, when they're brainstorming ideas or looking for ideas uh, restaurant owner pitches for customers or people who were already customers, they want them to review their uh, restaurant on TripAdvisor. So, and pitching can be applied anywhere. 
it's just communication that is strategic, you know. But the main point is that you present something, you ask something, you convince the person to do something for you. That's how I see it. And because I coach not only startups, I coach basically anyone. I coach celebrities, I coached ambassadors, I coached students, I coached uh, an everyday Joe, a worker, a salesperson. I coach people to to apply for, let's say, promotion from their manager and so on. So to me, pitching is just communication that is strategic and you ask something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, quite interesting. You ask something. Correct. And as you mentioned, on your answer, typically it's concise. So that, um, how concise and how, how short or how even long can a pitch be? Yeah, that's a very good question. That's actually my favorite question. Usually, the startup pitch, it was a between two and five minutes. Yes. That's the average pitch. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, because people's attention span is very short, it's shorter than the goldfish. The goldfish has nine seconds attention span. And attention span means how long can someone concentrate? People can concentrate for a very, very short time. So when I coach people, I coach them to pitch two minutes, one minute, 30 seconds, eight seconds, and even one sentence pitch. So when I tell them eight seconds, people freak out, but eight <laughs> seconds, <laughs> yeah, in eight seconds, you can actually deliver three to five sentences and you have to say what it is, you know, you, you want to tell me what it is that you're pitching. Like this is a pen. You want to tell me how it works. You know, this is an ecological pen made of wood and you want to ask me, you know, buy this pen or invest mm -hmm. in this pen, you know, so you can do that in eight seconds. Um, and why you need to do that? Because, you know, Pitching doesn't only happen on the stage. You're networking in an event, you're in a conference, you're talking to someone and they ask you, hey, what are you doing? When are you, what, what are you working on? And you have eight seconds to, you know, stop being human and become, you know, a salesperson or become a mm -hmm. founder. And yes. you, you don't want to break the conversation. You know, you don't want to stop being human or being a pitching machine, you know, pitching all the time. No one can do that and no one should do that. But you have eight seconds to raise their interest. Uh, interest mm -hmm. in in what you're doing so yeah and the 30 seconds pitch can be like the elevator pitch you know you're stuck with someone for 20 30 seconds and pitching on stage can be like two to five minutes and also leaders if you're a leader you sometimes have to do public speech you know that's usually 10 to 15 to half an hour talk you know the longer the pitch the harder it is to create content that is relevant that you keep people uh, interested and not put them to sleep, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, to answer your question, it should be between one sentence, like a few seconds, up to, let's say, 15 minutes to one hour, depending on your role, depending on what you want to deliver, and depending on your audience, you know, you have to manage the time and timing. Like, you know, the worst thing is to put people to sleep. You don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, it's true. It's very interesting. You said eight seconds sounds like extremely short, but you you can you can say that like the three sentences that you you gave as an example, and also the and the other stream, of course, the like a CEO or a politician that is is normal that will speak for thirty minutes and can can ask something right as as you said is the component of of a pitch. So, well, interesting to hear that that can be also very long, well, relatively long pitches. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, pitching is not something that is complex. You know, someone 
somewhere have complicated pitching, you know, mm -hmm. it became something sophisticated, something like a marketing text. But to me, pitching should be simple. Like you should deliver it in a way that you're talking to a five-year-old, to your grandma, to your friend, you know, imagine a situation where you're like relaxed and you're talking about what you're doing, but you also want to be strategic. Like the worst thing in a pitch is to have noise. You know, noise to me is any word that doesn't serve your pitch. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can say something in seven words, you shouldn't say it in 15 words, yes. you know? Uh, and if you can say something, uh, in a way that is memorable in seven words, that's even better, you know, and, you know, people complicate things. People speak in a way that is philosophical or it's like yes. they want it to be fancy, but that doesn't drive behavior. Mm -hmm. That doesn't convince someone, you know, you're talking to people and you want to get them to your side of the table. So when, when you're doing it in eight seconds, you simplify, you talk, you use short sentences, mm -hmm. but you use uh, you tell us what you're doing like you tell us if this is a pen or if it's an eraser You tell us if this is a plastic pen or a, a pen made out of wood or you tell us that this service is a restaurant not a bar You know, you want to be specific, mm -hmm. you know, you want to be bring the clarity you want to be logical because logic kind of uh, eliminates doubt and logic logic kind of uh, persuades people like oh, this is actually something that I can benefit from or this is something that I can use and you know, this car is made, you know, it's electric car, you know, it's good for the environment, you know. And if you do a presentation and you don't ask, people are confused why you're doing it or what do you want from me? Like, why are you talking about this? You know, you want mm -hmm. to be very kind of to the point when you're doing a pitch and use simple language, logic mm -hmm. approach and concise, like just bring the relevant stuff, the best things first. That's what I say. Yeah, definitely like that. I like the, what you said, um, short sentences. That's how we speak, short sentences, going to good point. Simple language is very important. And getting rid of fancy or like buzzwords or language that doesn't really help. So I, yeah, I, as you told us how you started um, your career as speech coach, and then what led you, how, how you had the idea and motivation for writing the book? Oh, actually, um, pitching for life has changed my life, you know, um, um, the inspiration behind uh, pitching for life actually was, um, I was bored of doing the same introductions over and over again, you know, and I wanted, I wanted to do more, let's say with the two hour workshop that I, that I do whenever I go somewhere, you know, and it's like saying the same things over and over again. What is pitching? How it works? What is the components of the pitch? La, la, la. I wanted people to be more prepared when they come to my sessions and they start, I want them to be, to have something, some kind of reference. And to be honest, uh, I've done a huge research. I learned a lot and I've watched videos. I've read books and people complicated pitching. Like, uh, I've noticed that people start with the problem and then when they come to the solution, it was already too late. People fall asleep. So I wanted, <laughs> I wanted people to have a modern, yeah, it's true. Actually, you know, I want people to have a modern, uh, way of communicating. So that doesn't put people to sleep. I want people to have a reference before they come to my workshop. And even though people don't read books nowadays, but you know, every day I get 
feedback. People contact me on LinkedIn or Facebook or even send me like a notification saying that the book has actually helped them. Just reading the book helped. So I wanted to help people. I wanted to make the workshops more interesting, more effective. I wanted, um, I also wanted to learn and I wanted to have something that, that is not out there, you know, like these 25 cases that I have in the book, there were 50 first. And I was actually pitching, I pitched the idea of my book like 500 times before I wrote it. Uh-huh. So the inspiration came from everyone that I coached. I asked people, what do you think could help you? Where do you struggle the most? Like one case in my book is like uh, writing emails. You know, emails mm-hmm. are pitches, you know, uh, YouTube videos. Like uh, mm-hmm. I coach people in the games industry and they have these movie trailers and they are boring. They don't convince me to download the game, you know, and there's like 500 games uploaded every day to App Store. So the competition is huge. So I, I, I got inspired from that. I got inspired from all the different cases that I coached. I coached, you know, celebrities. I coached actors. I coached students. I coached 10-year-olds in Bangkok how to pitch for a pet. <laughs> and they all had the same kind of, like, no matter how old you are, no matter which industry you have, people struggle to pitch. People are afraid to do a public talk. You know, some people think, like, it's worse. It's easier to die than to do a speech in front of people. There's, there's like a research on that. So my main motivation was to help, but also how can I do it in a way that a 10 year old, if they read my book can actually get an idea or two. So inspiration came from everyone that I coached and everyone that I would have been coaching in the future. And it's already helpful. Like now when I go, I've been coaching in Riga and Denmark, like last month and I've used my book as my slides. I don't mm-hmm. do slides anymore. So that was my motivation to make it easier for me, more interesting for me, but also get more results and help more people. Well, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody wins. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> uh, if they read the book and I get to coach them and th- there's the challenge at the end of the book, like a 30 days challenge. It's like a fitness challenge, but for pitching, you know, if you do it for 30 days, I have a, high hypothesis that it will actually help like on a practical level because the book is theoretic theoretical in a way (laughs) but what is winning i mean um pitching is just a tool like a toothbrush you know it's just it helps you to communicate in a way that you get to a yes you know the toothbrush cleans your teeth you know pitching is just one tool in this whole uh in the world like in the world of communication and following your podcast, you have 149 podcasts. They're all about public speaking. You know, there's a lot of tools out there, mm, which yes. is fantastic, in my opinion. Thank I'm you. a fan of your work, by the way. Oh, thank already. you very much. <laughs> can, can you now tell us uh, what are these elements, basic elements of a, of a pitch, how to create a pitch in simple words? Oh, yeah. So a pitch... Is a presentation, I said that. But a presentation usually has a message and arguments. So let me give you an example. This is a pen. The message is that it's a pen, it's not a car. This is a restaurant, this is a platform, this is, you know, Angry Birds is a mobile game. You know, you deliver the message, mm-hmm. that's number one. Then you tell me how it works or how it functions, how, 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 how do you use it, how do you play it, how do you, you know, so a pen uh, is made of plastic, is made of wood. You open it, it has different colors. Uh, a mobile game, you play it, you download it on your phone. 
a restaurant, you go visit it, you know, you just explain. And then you, you tell me what are the benefits of doing that. So if you go, imagine an, an Italian restaurant in Rome, uh, there's like 50 of them in the same street. Mm-hmm. How, what makes you choose one restaurant over another? That's the argumentation part. You know, usually people go to a trip advisor, they read the reviews, they, you know, they want to eliminate the doubt. So the argumentation part brings logic, eliminates doubt. Uh, it kind of focuses uh, what is the specialization of this place? What is this, What does the spend do differently, you know? So usually uh, the argumentation part kind of explains why should someone use this over another? Why should someone go to this restaurant over another? And that's key number two. So message, argumentation, and then the ask. Mm-hmm. So it's very simple. Like it's three things. Tell me what it is. Tell me how it works or how it is. And tell me why you're pitching it. Not why should I use it, but why you're pitching it. Like those are the elements. I mean, if you're pitching a, a restaurant for people to go to, it's it's like you're pitching for customers. It's different than you're pitching for someone to review your restaurant who's already been there or mm-hmm. It's also different when you're pitching a restaurant for funding. You can have a crowdfunding campaign for your restaurant with a unique idea, you know, mm-hmm. like like I'm actually planning a restaurant where you make pastas with hummus and and uh-huh. uh, walnuts, you know, that's that's a Lebanese Italian fusion. So why should someone go there because maybe it's a little bit healthier, it's a little bit mm-hmm. more exotic, you know? Those are the arguments. This is a restaurant, it's a fusion between Italian and Lebanese, that's the message. It's a little bit healthier, you know, we use dark pasta in, instead of normal, normal pasta. And, you know, we would like to have the first 50 customers, we would give them a 50% discount. So this pitch is obviously pitching for customers, for the first 50 customers. And I would like to apologize if you, I'm, you know, interfering with your Italian heritage, if you're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Lebanese people have been doing culinary stuff, but you know what I mean. You want to show how different this, this is. Give people a reason why should they go uh, to this restaurant versus another. That's pitching, in a way. Communication, strategic communication in a short, mm-hmm. logical, clear way. Yeah, so you say message, argumentation, and ask. So three elements. Yes. Yeah, that's the basic thing. And then if you go deep into it, the argumentation part, you can expand. Mm-hmm. You talk about the product, you talked about the business model, you talk about the team, traction and ask. Mm-hmm. So you argument why this product is unique or service or concept. That's one part of the argumentation. Then you talk about the business model or basically like the four P's in the marketing, like who is it for people, where can you get it, the place. Um, how can you promote it or reach this place? And the final one is price. You know, how long, how much mm-hmm. does it cost? Is it more expensive, less expensive? Is it free? You know, some games are free to download, but you have to buy some, some, some things from there or some restaurants have the same pasta, but it's a little bit cheaper, you know, or maybe the quality is different. If you talk about the team, for example, in the restaurant concept, you have chefs, you have waiters, you have, uh, you know, we have an excellent uh, team there who can deliver an excellent service. And, you know, and then Traction, we have been open since 1992. Our mobile game have been downloaded like 5 million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, our revenue has been, you know, like, uh, you tell me what have you achieved so far. Traction is about what you've achieved. Mm-hmm. So all these are like different ways of argumenting. 
I don't want it to be boring, but uh, there's no one way to argument. Sometimes the yes. product is the hero. Sometimes the price or the business model is the hero. And sometimes uh, it's the team. Sometimes it's, it's the traction. For example, a technology that is patented, uh, the traction is the hero there. Like this technology is new. No one has it and no one can have it because you protected it, you know. Um, or, or someone have created a recipe and this recipe is secret, you know, like sriracha recipe, for example. The, the main argument is like this recipe is delicious, but it's also protected. No one knows this recipe. Mm -hmm. So these are the kind of things like you convince someone that no one can copy it. You convince someone this is tasty or useful. You convince someone that this is a little bit different. So it's all about um, getting to a yes or convincing someone without any shred of doubt that this is actually good, better, useful. Uh, maybe it brings happy happiness or something, you know? Mm -hmm. This is pitching. You just communicate all that, the message, the arguments, and the ask. Yes, that was very interesting. You, when you start giving examples of, in different situations, startups, game, mobile games, and restaurants, giving examples, which one of the of the elements are, I would say, stronger for the for the argumentation? One is going to be stronger. The last one you mentioned is uh, the patents or intellectual property. So how do you? How do you figure out which one of these elements is the strongest and the one that I have to argument more? Or if I don't have time, I should only talk about this one. How how do you know all of them? Yeah, this is a good question. Um, imagine an eight seconds situation, you know, uh, or 30 seconds, whatever. Uh, depending on the audience and depending on your case, I'll give you an example. Um, for example, I, I am coaching now this startup called Receipt. I'm advising them to come to Finland. They are eliminating uh, paper receipts and other papers. For example, you will go to um, a conference. You don't need to have your paper business cards. You can have them in, in your phone. So in this case, the technology is the hero. Mm -hmm. uh, they have. You can use your camera from your phone to scan a QR code, uh, and you don't need to give your email or your personal details to receive the receipt or you don't need to give your personal social network features like Facebook or LinkedIn. Cause sometimes like for me, LinkedIn is a professional. I don't want to give it to everybody, you know, but I want to share my business card mm -hmm. and I care about the environment. So I don't want to give you a paper receipt. Okay. So in this case, the technology and the, and the way that they're doing it is the hero. So I would highlight that, you know, Uh, in other cases, it's the price. It's, it can be the business model. Mm -hmm. So our solution is cheaper than than the competition. And the, in other cases, it can be aesthetic. So let's say uh, Macs, MacBooks, they are probably not the most functional laptops, but they are beautiful. They're logical, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's something about the product there. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Macs, but is it the best laptop in the world, mm -hmm. like functionality-wise? I don't know. Or technology-wise, I don't know. Um, and sometimes it's the team. Like imagine a restaurant that have a top chef or a mm -hmm. Michelin chef yes. or a famous chef. It's, it's a team, you know. So the the rule here is to always share the best things about your idea or or what you're pitching in a way that it actually makes sense to your audience. So, for example, if you're pitching to an investor and you want them to invest, you don't 
a pitch in the same way if you want to pitch to customers and you want them to buy. Uh, investors, they care about profitability. So if I'm pitching, let's say, the next generation phone, I would tell them that this phone is more profitable than the other because mm -hmm. it costs maybe less to produce, but you can sell it a little bit cheaper and make more profits. How about that? Can you invest five million? You know, mm -hmm. it's logical, you know, and maybe for the customers, uh, they care more how it looks like and how long the battery lasts. So that's in the product, you know, so it's not business model, same phone. But this phone's battery lasts longer. It looks more beautiful. And uh, it's, its functionality, you know, like you don't need to charge it for five days. Or you charge it in five minutes, it charges fully, you know. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. of course, the product can be interesting for investors too. But what is the, what is the unique selling point? What should you say or highlight more? Because people, they pay attention um, they have short attention span, but they also remember two to three things. You're lucky if they remember more yes. than three things about your pitch, you know? So you want to bring the unique selling points. You want to tell them three supporting evidence, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, this phone is, is, uh, charges just fast. It's like the most, it has the most advanced battery. So, uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, probably the same price as any iPhone there is in the market, and it's functional. It's not so big. You know, it's not bigger than any other phone. So you bring three arguments, arguments mm -hmm. that you can repeat those. You can give other arguments, but you highlight the the main things. Yeah, you exactly. highlight those uh, main unique selling point and the supporting evidence because you want to imagine what people remember. You want to imagine what people hear. You want to help them to remember. If you don't help them, it's on you because they will fall asleep. They will fall <laughs> off. They will start thinking about pizza or their girlfriend or holiday, you know? So it's just, you want to help them. You want to give them the least amount of energy to pay attention to you, but also make it interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. um, does that make sense? Do you know, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yes, Have yes. you heard pr presentations where you fell, fell asleep, started thinking about... Something else. Oh, yes. So don't remind so, me of those, please. <laughs> it, it's not your fault. It's not the listener's fault. It's the presenter's fault. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's my job as a presenter to help the audience listen to me more. It's my job to help them. Uh, it's not the audience's job to do an analytical work for you or oh, brain yes. work for you. You know, uh, that's why Steve Jobs, for example, he was fantastic. You know, I don't know if you're mm. following the games industry, like now the Google Stadia, their newest platform for gaming, it's not doing so well and they're, fo they're failing at, at the pitching. Okay. Because Steve Jobs understood, understood the importance of pitching to developers. He even convinced developers to give 30% of the profits to Apple, you know, and he did it in the most humane way. He went to their side of the table. He communicated in a way that... It was attractive to developers to work with him to create apps for Apple, you know, for the iTunes, for the mm -hmm. iPod, for the iPhone and Macs. So it's a skill and it's a skill that anyone can learn. It's regardless if you're an extrovert or an introvert. And mm -hmm. this is this is not just my opinion. This is a fact because you have Obama and you have Trump. They're both 
leaders of, you know, presidents of the United States. But the first one is an extrovert, the other one is introvert. They both have their own weaknesses and strength in presenting. I'm not going into that. Politics is not my thing, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I like actually I like the the examples you mentioned already. Is, uh, Steve Jobs pitching to developers in particular. Some one scenario that we don't hear so much. Uh, then you mentioned to politicians. Well, I like to hear other examples. I would like other examples where either companies or individuals are pitching well. Can you give a couple of examples? Yeah. Well, let's go back to Steve Jobs. He he started with the Macintosh. He needed to build a team. That was a pitch. He pitched to investors. He needed to get funding for Apple and the Macintosh. And God knows later on for the iPhone and Mac and iPod, you know, he pitched crazy ideas, crazy visions. You know, he had to pitch internally, externally. Mm -hmm. He had to pitch the iPhone 2007 to customers. Mm -hmm. He wanted to, he wanted people to believe that this phone is the next generation phone, you know. And then you have Martin Luther King, you know, he was pitching for a concept, you know, a concept of, of equality. You have now the, the recent example, what I read about Stadia, the Google, they are failing on that. They're a huge company that has everything. Mm -hmm. They have the brand, they have the resources, they yes. have the technology, but they're failing at pitching it to developers to create games on the new, it's like a Netflix for games. You just need to buy the controller and have a TV and you don't need to buy a uh, console or, mm. or like an Xbox or PS4. It's, the idea is genius. The vision is genius. But they're failing at convincing uh, developers to create games. And game developers, they don't need convincing to make games. You know, there's like the competition is huge. There's a new platform. So I'm, I'm surprised. And yeah. um, let's bring an average Joe. Like people who are pitching well are those who are not afraid to try, you know, like, I mean, do you want example of companies? I think it's, <laughs> no it's way well. like I, I watched, I watch, for example, Instagram uh, ads, you know, mm -hmm. 90% of them are, are, are so bad. Like okay. you have the latest uh, toothbrush or technology in cleaning teeth. Mm -hmm. And You 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 think this is a fantastic product, but then you go to their website and they have so many emojis there and so on, and it doesn't oh. look professional. And um, there's another company similar to that. There's a Finnish company. They're pitching something in a very humble way. They're not saying that this is like a magical tool. They are saying this is a tool that you use together with, with your toothbrush. Then you go mm -hmm. to your to their website and. I don't remember the name. Oh my God, it slipped my mind. But you go to their website, it's so clean. It's so honest. Mm -hmm. It's so down to earth, you know? And the language is very simple. They're not trying to trick you, you know, because people are allergic to is like, they don't want to be tricked. So a good pitch, yes. in my opinion, a company that is pitching well nowadays is transparent, is honest, straight to the point. They don't waste your time. They respect your time, you know? They go straight to the point. I mean, um, My, uh, one example that I really like, they also bring humor, the poopery. I don't know if you, if that's the name, it's the right one. It's the fragrance, fragrance that you take to your toilet and, and okay. it makes you look, it makes it smell nice or something, you know? Okay. So it was a really difficult product to pitch, but, but they, they used humor. They used oh. honesty. They used uh, mm -hmm. uh, relevant examples, you know? Uh, and they used like. Uh, normal people, like a normal person, not like supermodels and something mm -hmm. like that. 
Yes. So trying too hard is not good in pitching. Right. I don't know. I don't know how to answer this. Yeah, I, I mean, you gave me already many many good examples. That's, that's pretty good. Many good examples that we haven't heard. So it's pretty pretty good. Walid, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? Mm. When it comes to pitching or in general, <laughs> you choose. Um, I I can honestly say that my favorite quotation is. Um, is from the book The Alchemist. I don't know if you've read it. If you want something in this world, the, the universe will conspire to help you or to help you get there, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's from The Alchemist. I, uh, but basically, like, uh, it summarizes two points. Like, mm -hmm. if you really want something, you need to communicate it and try to do it. You know, in pitching, you need to, you don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a perfect pitch, but get it out there. Tell me what you're doing, what mm -hmm. you're working on. How is it important? Why you're do? Why are you pitching? And don't stop there. Keep doing it. You know, like uh, Steve Jobs didn't stop. Martin Luther King didn't stop. They had to pitch like a million times. Yes. You know, they had mm -hmm. to say the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and it's okay. And you will get obstacles. You will get uncomfortable. But just tell me what it is. How it's important. Why you're doing it. You know, yes. because the same thing you can pitch it to different people, like like I mentioned before, customers, partners, investors, uh, even the customers, they're different. Pitching to women is completely different than mm -hmm. men sometimes. Pitching to introverts is completely different than extroverts. So you want to have variation and you want you don't give up. You just if you want something in life, if you have dreams, you need to make an effort. You need to sacrifice, you know. You need to you need to take it seriously, but also enjoy the ride, you know? It's mm -hmm. balancing those two, in my opinion. Yes. Could you now recommend us one yep. book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? Ah, there are many. I liked Thinking Fast and Slow. Uh, I liked... What's special? I haven't, I, like, heard, I haven't read that book. What is uh, what it's all about? What's special? Because... Uh, being prepared for something is one thing, but then being taking off guard, like reacting, anything to do with like improvisation. Like mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm more interested in um, in courses, like doing improv courses, singing karaoke. You know, like uh, when you're <laughs> pitching, sometimes people ask you weird questions. You know, and it's one of my favorite things when I'm judging pitching competitions. Uh, I ask teams like, "Hey, if someone dies in your team, what will happen?" Mm -hmm. Or who would you fire today? Or if you had a magic wand and you can ask for anything except money, what would you ask for? You know, or if you had all the resources in the world, what would you do? You know, so it's like pitching is very easy, but reacting and thinking on the spot, answering in the best mm -hmm. way, being prepared is, is another thing, you know. There are a lot of things that I recommend, like uh, Starting With Why, Simon Sinek. That's a really good book because delivering the message is one thing, but driving behavior is another, you know? If you show me that this pen or this phone or this restaurant is genuinely going to help me or bring joy to me, and not you, 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 don't, you don't say it by saying, oh, this is the most amazing restaurant in the world. You have to show it that mm -hmm. this is the most amazing experience or most amazing product with words. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. any book that helps you to argument better. You know, I read articles from Harvard Business Review about persuasion, about negotiation. 
you know, one of my favorite articles is 3D negotiations from Harvard Business Review. It's quite, it's, it helps you to understand the logic of argumenting backwards, you know, like getting to a yes, but backwards. Like if you, if you want to get Spotify as a partner or a customer mm-hmm. and you're a small startup, you cannot get it from day one, but you create a strategy how to pitch mm-hmm. from the first group, then the second group, the third group. Okay. And you kind of, you kind of embed the, the product life cycle or the crossing the chasm. This is a little bit economics 101 kind of material, but you need to strategize like, like who are the uh, innovators and early adopters that I should pitch to first? You know, who are the next group? How do I cross the first chasm? How do I cross the second chasm? And actually one of my favorite books for any technology startup or any technology person is camels, tigers, and unicorns. That's a very heavy book. Uh, it's by one of the professors that I worked with in the executive education. He's fantastic. He's summarizing 100 years of entrepreneurship and technology entrepreneurship in one book, Camels, Tigers, and Unicorns, because uh, you need to understand the game. You need to understand what is the role of your product versus the technology versus the business model. You need to understand the role of your audience. Who should I pitch to first? Who should I pitch to next? You know, like a lot of people, they are natural presenters, but they, when it comes to content and argumentation, they really fail. So thinking fast and slow, starting with why and camels, tigers, and unicorns. Those are fantastic books if you're in technology field. Nothing else comes to my mind at the moment. (laughs) Oh, thanks for sharing that. Finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you'd recommend us doing regularly, a routine to shine? All right. Uh, One good exercise is in my book. It's the scenario uh, the pitch scenario framework that I use, it's called why do we exist or why do we pitch? Uh-huh. So before starting with any pitch, you want to create a scenario. It's like the why part, you understand why you're pitching. So for example, when I pitch my book, I understand that every time I pitch my book, it helps somebody or it could mm-hmm. help someone. Yeah. So my reason for pitching my book is to help someone. Your reason for pitching your company for investment is to grow, to be bigger, to be better. And the we part, why do we exist? The we part is basically who are you pitching to? So if you're pitching to customers, it's different than pitching to investors and partners. So, and then the do part, what do you want this person that you're pitching to, to do for you? So if you're pitching to customers, you want them to buy or review, but you want to be very specific. You create one pitch for one purpose, one target group. And the exist part or your pitch is like, what are you pitching? Are you pitching your book? Are you pitching the ebook are you pitching the physical book are you pitching your platform you know a lot of companies they they don't know the distinction between pitching the company or the product you know mm-hmm. but they are completely different things so yes. why do we exist why do we pitch is the is an exercise that anyone should do on a paper in their mind mm-hmm. because it helps them to target the argumentation to the right person to go, to select the right unique selling point to communicate you, you don't use the same unique uh, unique selling point for everybody because not everybody cares about the same things. So if you want to get to a yes, you want to have the scenario clear in your mind. You know, before you tell me what you're doing, how you do it, why you're pitching, you know, like the what, how, why, the scenario should be clear in your mind. That's an exercise that I do already automatically. I'll give you another example. Like let's assume you're pitching a pen to a customer uh, mm-hmm. The why you probably want 
uh, the more you sell it, the more profits you get, the more you grow. That's the why. You're pitching it to a customer to buy it because this pen maybe is ecological and you're pitching a pen. The same pen, if you're pitching it to investors, you want the investors to invest, let's say, 1 million euros in this uh, ecological pen and you're pitching the ecological pen. So the unique selling point for the for the investor would be like this pen would be profitable. This would be sold in many countries, like in millions, 10 million mm-hmm. pen is projected sales, you know. For the customers, they want to know if this pen is ecological and it works, you know. So you want to argument unique selling point of, hey, this is an ecological pen that works. So this is a, a tool that, you know, you will find in my in my book, pitchingforlife.com. The book is free, so you can, and all the templates and tools are free. So that's my favorite exercise to do because it can be applied to any pitch in the world. If you want your girlfriend to go watch, <laughs> you know, the latest uh, uh, Bruce Willis movie or, you know, superhero movie, you can use that framework, you know. The why part is that you're going to have fun. The we part is you and her. You want her to come with you to the movies and you're pitching the movie experience, you know. So you can use it anywhere. You can use it for uh, to ask for a promotion from your boss. You can pitch it mm-hmm. to, to raise funding, to get a bank loan. It's my favorite part from the book. It's actually the main part of my book to create all the cases. And, and this is what I've noticed when I coach thousands of people that – if you're not focused with your argumentation, you will not get to a yes, or you would struggle to get to a yes. Mm-hmm. So, so the I exercise is, to, well. is in the exercise is doing in many situations in your life, not not only in your product, let's say. So, using this, why do we exist all the time in many aspects of your life? Yes, you can use it to target your argumentation, mm-hmm. basically to focus. Why should someone do something for you? You know, just understanding the scenario helps you to present the arguments to to tell them why this thing or this experience would be fun or useful or beneficial. Uh, trust me, a lot of people do the mistake. They they just uh, sorry for the expression, but they just vomit information in your face, mm-hmm. and they expect you to do it to yes. be convinced. You can't do it nowadays. Maybe it, it worked before, but nowadays you want to be focused because their attention span is short. Well, thanks a lot, Walid. Let's... I can, I could hear your passion about this this topic. I know you can speak long and long, and definitely for the ones who are listening to to this and want to hear more and want to know more, well, uh, the best way is, I guess, reading your book. So please let us know what are the best ways to find you and your book. All right, so my book is at pitchingforlife.com, but I'm actually just ordered my video kit. Uh-huh. I'm going to start a YouTube channel and maybe download the book, sign up for the newsletter and get an update. But if you really, really want to follow me, it's LinkedIn, but be respectful also of my time. Just tell me why you're adding me. And also... I'm going to have something really interesting in the in the YouTube channel. So I don't know if I have the pitchingforlife.com or something similar, but I think my website, my LinkedIn, and the YouTube would be the best ways to do it. Sure. Those are the places, and I think, I think everyone's using those. Well, thanks a lot. There are many ways to find you, and yes, so it's true. We are going to hear you. We can hear you on your YouTube channel pretty soon. <laughs> Again, thanks yeah. a lot, Walid. <laughs> it's our... It's completely out of my comfort zone. I'm doing it for you guys. <laughs> okay. I'm doing it to help because people don't read books anymore. So it brings me a lot of satisfaction to help someone. Fantastic. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, 
again it was great talking thank with you. you and all the best thank you for listening to today's episode did you like it please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes Stitcher or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com until next time